Okay, today we come to John chapter 10. This is another great, great chapter of the Bible. John is just full of really wonderful chapters. And here, Jesus continues the conversation with the Pharisees that began back in chapter 9 over the man who had been healed of his blindness. We also find here another encounter with some Jews who did not believe in Jesus and were demanding that he prove to them that he was the Messiah. This is definitely one of those chapters that is worth reading a couple of times through and very carefully. First of all, let's think about uh, I am the door of the sheep. In verses 7 through 9, Jesus issues the third of seven different I am statements throughout John's gospel. Again, he had previously declared himself in John chapter 6 as I am the bread of life. In John 8, I am the light of the world. Here he declares to the Pharisees, and the other Jews listening, I am the door of the sheep. And again, that's verse 7, and again in verse 9, simply, I am the door. This is clearly a claim from Jesus to be the way and the only way of salvation. And he'll make another similar statement to that in John 14, 6, you know, when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But likewise, we've seen this emphasis in different ways already throughout John's gospel. Even back in the first chapter, we're told that in chapter 1, verse 12, all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So there, being a child of God is a matter of receiving and believing on Jesus. In chapter 3, in his conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus famously said that it is those who believe in him who would have eternal life, John 3.16. And conversely, those who don't believe in him, John 3.18, are condemned already. Likewise, in chapter 5, Jesus boldly declared that whoever does not honor the Son in the same way as the Father, they do not honor the Father, John 5.23. In chapter 8, Jesus says that his words declare the truth that can set a person free, John 8.31 and 32. All these are different ways of declaring what Jesus clearly sets forth here in John 10, that he is the door into the sheepfold of God. Jesus pronounces woe on anyone who tries to enter in any other way, John 10, 1, but promises abundant life to all who enter through him, John 10, 10. Secondly, I am the good shepherd. Almost immediately after uh, Jesus gives the third I am statement, I am the door. He gives the fourth, I am the good shepherd, John 10, 11. What does he mean by this? In context, it has a protective connotation. Jesus is our good shepherd and protects us from the thief, that is, Satan, who verse 10 says comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. An interesting parallel to this passage is 1 Peter 5, 4 through 8, where Peter warns about our adversary, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, but who promises that the day is surely coming when the chief shepherd appears to do away with the enemy, and we will receive the unfading crown of glory. The Old Testament prophesied repeatedly that the Messiah to come would be like a shepherd to his people. Consider Ezekiel 34, 23, quote, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them and be their shepherd. Now, when Ezekiel wrote this, the literal King David had already lived and died. 
So when the Lord says through Ezekiel that he will set up my servant David over them to be their shepherd, he is referring to another one like David and in the line of David who would be a shepherd over his people, namely Jesus. Similarly, Micah 5.2 prophesies about the coming Messiah. Uh, and verse 4 of that chapter says, And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Jesus stands before the people in John 10, and he declares of himself that he is that shepherd of the people that was prophesied to come and save his people. In other words, he is the Messiah. Oddly enough, it goes to show the absolutely willful spiritual blindness of many when they say, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you were the Christ, tell us plainly, John 10, 24. He had at this point told them in several different ways. They simply did not have eyes to see it, John 10, 26. Finally, let's think about eternal security. To those who do have eyes to see, and have put their hope and trust in Jesus for their salvation uh, and as the door to eternal life, they have nothing to fear. Verses 22 through 30 in this chapter present one of the most beautiful and compelling cases for the eternal security of the believer anywhere in the Bible. And by eternal security, we mean that true believers can never lose their forgiveness and salvation. Notice Jesus tells those who refuse to believe in verse 26 that the reason they don't believe is because they are not part of his sheep. Look at look at verse 20 look at verse 26 very carefully. The order of the words is important. Note very carefully that he does not say the reason that you're not a sheep is because you don't believe. That's often how we think. We, you, you might read this and you might think that's what he's saying. He does not say the reason you're not a sheep is because you don't believe. He doesn't say that at all. He says the reason you don't believe is because you're not a sheep. Hmm. Being a sheep comes first. Believing comes second. Sheep believe. You don't believe and then be declared a sheep. You are a sheep. You believe because you are a sheep. If you weren't a sheep already, you wouldn't be believing. This should give you incredible comfort and assurance because your faith is evidence that you already are a sheep. Yet more evidence that the very faith and trust you put in the Lord for your salvation comes from the Lord itself. It's not as if you muster up your faith in your own goodness and strength and then the Lord does the rest. No, the Lord does it all. He gives you faith. We, we, we come into the family of God because God willed it and that's the reason we believe. It's not like you can come to Jesus without believing, but the reason you believe, the reason you exercise faith at all is because God first put it in you. He gives you the faith. He draws you to Christ, John 6, 44. And Philippians 1, 6, Paul promises that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is because it is God who begins the work of salvation in you that we have the confidence 
and security that he will completely finish the work of salvation in you. Jesus says in John 10, 27, I, of his sheep, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. The eternal life that he gives is what gives rise to your faith and he will keep you believing until you see him face to face. Jesus ends the section saying, I and the Father are one, John 10, 30. It was the Father who planned in eternity past to save you and the Son came to accomplish the work necessary to save you and the Holy Spirit applies the saving work of the Son to your life. Salvation is all of the Lord. It is for this reason that we are eternally secure. Our hope isn't in how well we can hang on to Him, but in how perfectly He can hang on to us. Praise the Lord, and that's John chapter 10.